0: Welcome to Diving Into Crypto, Diving Into Crypto, a weekly series where thought leaders share insights, strategies, and insider stories about all things crypto and Web3. Brought to you by AdLunum. All righty, let's get started. Um... Okay, well, hello and welcome everyone to AdLunim's Diving Into Crypto series. Uh, AdLunim is the industry's first engaged-to-earn proof-of-attention launchpad. Uh, Diving Into Crypto is our Spotify series where we talk to some of the movers and shakers of the crypto industry and sort of share a little bit about what they're doing uh, to push this f- space further and, you know, be more innovative. Um, so before we start, uh, I think we've already done a sound check. so uh should let you, everybody know that uh, the thoughts that the, the speaker shares are for educational purposes only. Uh, feel free to use the reaction buttons uh, when you hear interesting gems from our speakers. At the end of the program, we'll open the room for questions and answers from the audience. Uh, and your questions can be sent across to our Twitter account at AdLunum Inc. Okay, uh, so introduction. Today we have uh, Jules Taubman, uh, founder of Women in Crypto Global. Uh, Jules is an entrepreneur uh, who's working towards creating personal financial freedom and generating wealth for her family. So she's a student. Uh, she's acquiring new life, new skills, and holds a bachelor's degree in psychology along with an MBA. And essentially created women in crypto global out of necessity as a safe place for women that that are interested. Or involved in the crypto space uh, to speak openly and freely. Uh, So welcome Jules, Um, uh, thank you for joining us Um, and um, yeah maybe you'd like to say a few words and sort of introduce yourself.
1: Yeah thank you so much for having me Jason, I super appreciate it and and the whole team for inviting me to speak on this lovely space with you guys. nice to meet everybody. My name is Jules. Uh, Jason did a great job at introing me. I will briefly go over um, what brought me to Women in Crypto Global and a quick intro. So Jason kind of covered that I am, I'm I'm a lifelong student and I'm also a single mom. I'm a single mom of a nine-year-old little boy. And so I am, everything I do is for him. So I want to show him that the ability to do whatever you want is right there. You can do whatever you want, and you just need to set your mind to it. And so it's really important that I practice what I preach. So I'll go back a little bit. Um, a, uh, a quick intro is that I am an extreme advocate for people. It's it's not just women, it's people. Uh, the Women in Crypto space that I created, as Jason prefaced was at a necessity because when i got into crypto many years ago back in 2018 um, i did not have a network of anybody in my life period that i knew that did crypto nobody in my real life and i didn't really have a network online so i jumped in and got rolling you know i was doing things on the stable side, trying to figure out the technology, understanding what was going on. And then I moved over into DeFi a couple of years later. And when I was in DeFi, and I was meeting a lot of people that I had never met before on this, uh, like Telegram and Discord, things of that nature, um, there was just not a lot of women. And that was seen to be um, much more of a boys club, even what it is today, which still seems kind of like a boys' club. And that's fine. Absolutely, right? It takes time for things to grow. Um, but when I was in these spaces, uh, you know, telegrams and, and having conversation, because when I invest in something, it's important for me to understand where my what's going on in the space that I invest. I like to be involved. And just to ask questions and understand what's going on, it's important for me to understand the community. And that's one of the pillars that I – I stand on when I uh, when I invest in the projects. You know, I have a kind of a, my own personal checklist, and I like to learn the community and, and understand what's going on. Um, well, I experienced some misogyny in these in these um, spaces. Um, you know, the Telegram voice chats, the Telegrams, things like that, and I really didn't have anybody to talk to it about, and so I just created Women in Crypto. And I made it as a Facebook page because I didn't know what it would turn into. And I just basically wanted a place where I could hang my handbag and call it home for questions or a place to chat with other women in the space. And as I did that, I noticed that there was a lot of people joining the space and we're now over 9,000 members. And it goes to show that there is a need for women to have a spot to be able to come and talk to other women when they feel overwhelmed, uncertain of where to start. Maybe they've experienced some of the, the things that I experienced, which is just awful. And I feel for them so much on that. Um, whatever the case may be, I I created this space and it's kind of turned into this lovely space that has Zero spam, zero scammers. It's so nice and vetted. All the members have to go through a process to join. It's just lovely. So that's the reason why it started and it's growing from there. Um, Jason, I'm not sure if I went a little too deep on that, but um, that's a little intro about me and, and where Women in Crypto came from.
0: No, I think that's that, that's perfect. I mean, you 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 touched on some really interesting points. You know, um, when I got into crypto, uh, there was literally probably nobody like I got into crypto twenty thirteen. Uh, so there's like probably nobody in my city that had ever heard about like Bitcoin, and I was writing about it. And I was like really obsessed with it, and I'm curious whether you think um the decentralized nature of crypto has made it much more open you know uh for minorities women and sort of like people from developing nations to get in get involved because otherwise you know like with, with the traditional silicon valley model like it's it's so um like location is everything but i wonder whether you think you know uh w- what what aspect you think of decentralization could have uh you know co- contributed to sort of like more women getting into this field do you have any thoughts in that area
1: Yeah, well, I do. And um, I think that as I'll speak for myself, because I can't speak in generalities, um, just because I would not want to speak out of turn. I can speak for myself that when I got started into crypto, I didn't know anything about the, the, the DeFi side of it, or the, you know, the decentralized exchanges and the DEXs. I didn't know any of that. And there's so much nuance to that. And that to me is not where people uh, traditionally start their journey, right? They start on a, on a sex uh, where they can go and easily download an app and they can, you know, uh, exchange cash for crypto and they can, you know, get instant gratification by getting those, you know, those pieces of, of crypto. And that's, that's how I started back in 2018, right? That's how I, I started. I didn't have any experience in the the DeFi side. And so I do think that there is an opportunity for people, women, to get come into the DeFi side. But I think there is an onboarding side of that that is not as easily as explained to somebody who has a little bit of experience of knowing how to work you know, the DeFi side and being able to set up a wallet and being able to understand that those 12 words are going to be the key to your future if you don't lose them and things of that nature. So there's a lot of nuance that's very overwhelming in the beginning. So the majority of people that I speak with, they start on the centralized exchanges and because it's just a simpler for them, it's a simpler workaround. And then I have met a lot, a ton of amazing women that are on the DeFi side. And it's a beautiful thing watching them transition. And so I do think for onboarding purposes, it is less convenient or easy to explain how to do it that way versus a traditional way. And then being able to explain moving forward once they have their feet wet a little bit how to move into the the DeFi side, and so that's something that with adoption and projects out there making it easier to 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 uh, purchase their crypto by you know maybe having their own you know their own um, dexes and their own wallets or however they're doing it in, in like a one stop shop instead of having to swap. So if you have a swap on your site, um, it's easier for somebody who's new to be able to swap versus going to Pancake Swap, Uniswap, whatever swap you use, and understanding the nuance of slippage and tax. And there's just a lot. So I don't think for, for the new people who are joining, that's the easiest direction because it can seem so frustrating. Um, I remember one of the first times when I started buying on Uniswap, and I was like, man, I made this. I made this transaction like three times. Why did it not go through? And whatever um, MoonPay, SimPlat, whatever it was that I was using to as my aggregator, um, I, I don't. There was a there was a button I didn't click that said you approve this transaction, and I didn't. And I, I just didn't know. I was brand new back then. And so when I I was like, I did something wrong, and I started getting anxious. And then I realized I didn't have anybody to talk to about it. Right. So I was teaching myself. And so eventually I retraced my steps and I said, I was like, oh, okay, I missed this step. And then I purchased the crypto and then I didn't realize I had to uh, import the, the, the contract address into my wallet. And so, you know, all these little nuances that there's nobody, there was nobody out there to teach me. I didn't have somebody I could call or a mentor or anything. It was very difficult. And I don't typically see people coming in to the space, um, buying crypto, actual crypto with, uh, the DeFi side. I see more people who are new coming into using the DeFi side for purchases for things, um, for like NFTs. So that's I see that more than I see people that are like buying tokens um that are brand new to the space. And so I hope that answers your question.
0: Yeah, a little bit. I mean, oh. you, you know, you're, you're you're definitely right in that DeFi has an image problem. It's it's definitely way more complicated than 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 CFI. A lot of people that come in come from a CFI background. Uh, so I was actually like I was I was running a CFI exchange. Uh, I mean I was heading one in India, and uh so sort of watching DeFi happen, but not really paying attention to it. And then when I jumped into it, I was like, holy heck, this stuff is complicated. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, cause absolutely. It's, it's, it, because we work so hard in the CFI industry to sort of make it like really easy to do, and you just can't go wrong on on most exchanges unless you're like you know you're using leverage and stuff like that. there's very little you can do to go wrong and I usually tell people like especially when I onboard them just just buy Bitcoin and start with that and play around and then and then start you know going on the more exotic. You know crypto, uh, but yeah, this I think DeFi has a has a ways to go. I think even um, Jack Dorsey of of Twitter was talking about that, like sort of how DeFi has to get more user friendly before people are going to use it at mass scale. But I think yeah, my question, I, sorry. So, No, I was just going to say, I think my question was more around the industry in general, right? So crypto is one of the only industries that I've noticed where, like, everybody's on Telegram, everybody's, like, Zoom meetings are, you know, standard. It's not even the in-person meetings. Like, nobody really does that. Uh, And and so I see a lot of people that would maybe not have opportunity in crypto. So people, like, in in developing nations like Africa, India, uh, like the Middle East, be pretty much on the same plane as some of the first world countries when it comes to access to investors and it's become such a global world with crypto that I think uh, I, I wonder whether that has had something to do with so many, because so many women started getting into crypto. I know we, we had Cyber Shakti, who's, who's another, you know, uh, who's an NFT artist, um, uh, uh, very, very involved in the, the women in blockchain movement herself and, and a few other people in that area. And so I'm just curious whether you think that like the fact that crypto as an industry is, is so decentralized. Uh, that that could have led to additional opportunities for, you know, women, minorities, and and people from, let's say, developing nations.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think about this a lot because I think about the fact that if I, you know, I live in, I live in uh, United States, right? So um, I talk with people globally within my community and $20 to me, you know, is lunch, $20 to them is lunch for a week, right? So the conversations are a little different when we're talking about opportunities. And one thing I can say is that within my space, the conversations are less when Lambo and more when Honda Civic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. More of a realistic conversation. Um, and, and, and because there are women from all over within, within the space that their goals are just different. You know, the women that I speak with, um, a lot of them are mothers. A lot of them are single mothers. A lot of them are, you know, I mean, it runs the gamut of what is in the space, right? It's every kind of woman you can possibly imagine. And a lot of them have told me personally that what they've learned and what they have been able to acquire or earn or their holders long term, whatever their goals are, um, they're just very different than the uh, somebody else that I would speak to in the space, and even in the ones that are in the third world countries or in uh, countries that are have less opportunity for um, you know higher income opportunities. They are making money in in the crypto space that they would uh, otherwise never have the opportunity, and so that's something that's really, really, really cool for me. And I do think that those gals are really leading the charge for women in their local communities to be able to at least direct them to a space like Women in Crypto Global, where they can get the support to kind of get rolling on how to increase or attain the goals that they're setting for themselves. So those goals don't have to be anything besides, I want to take my family on vacation, right? So I'm going to X, y, and z and, and i'm gonna I'm gonna hold until I 2x and that's my exit strategy. And so the goals are just very different for different people in different in different um, communities. And so yes, I think that the third world countries, the community or the countries that just have less opportunity, we are seeing more and more incredible women come out of there with these amazing success stories and they're able to really, be huge providers for their their local economy and their family and then sharing their knowledge with other women and being able to, you know, onboard people as well because they can speak from personal experience in a space where they otherwise wouldn't have that opportunity to make that $20 in that day or whatever that goal number is. So yeah, I think that I think that with, to Jack Dorsey's point, right, with uh, an easier way to get into DeFi um, and being able to do it that way, they will be able to reap the benefits much more than they would on a centralized exchange. So yeah, I definitely think that the opportunity is vast for that to come up. And I think it, it is already happening and maybe it's not at a huge scale just yet, but I see it all the time. So I think that there is a definite need for you know um, a little bit more of an easier. Let me rephrase that. There is a need for an, a, a simpler way to utilize these services, um, and I actually work with um, a project that is working towards that, which is really awesome. And I think that the projects that are working with pain points in mind of other people and not just how to monetize their own project for their gain. That's the way of the future. So going out there and making people, not making people, but providing people the easier way of joining the space instead of only worrying about the people who already exist in the space, spending money on their project. I think it's just a narrative shift in a little bit, um, that's very, very needed. And I love the, the projects that are doing this because they are they're front runners and they're game changers. And I think that that's going to be how we as a collective start seeing people that never even knew they had the opportunity to join because they're realizing now they don't have to start on CFI. They can go, they can get into DeFi if they are onboarded the right way with the right tools that don't make it seem so overwhelming.
0: Right, no, you're, you're absolutely right. So I'm curious, you, you mentioned uh, yourself. Curious, uh, with regard to you, you know, a lot of people got in get into crypto um, from, a, from a sort of libertarian bent, philosophical bent, and they sort of get into, like, Web3 from that area. I'm curious what got you into Web3. Yeah,
1: that's a great question. Um, well, Web3 was, for, for me as a community leader, as somebody who was – uh, in the crypto before Web3 was even an idea, um, you know, when you want to learn about the latest and greatest what's going on within the industry, you immerse yourself. I did anyways. So when I heard about the Web3 movement and what it means and, you know, what it means to me, I suppose, because I talk to people who have different versions of Web3. I have talk to different people that have different ideas of what the metaverse is and all in lots of different things, because the the, the things that are defined um, still, I still think there's a little bit of and I'm not alone. I talk about this all the time with people. Um, The definition of these things is not just uh, singular. So it can mean different things. But the reason I got into it is because I see the opportunity to have conversations with people all over the world who are interested in the same things that I am, because like I said earlier in my real life and my, my, my network that I speak to people on a regular basis, it, you know, at, in, you know, my friends and family and such, they're not into it like I am. And so I really wanted to immerse myself into it so I could have a network of people that I can, you know, balance ideas off of or grow with in, in web three And I love the idea of, you know, owning my own stuff, you know, being able to do it my way, right? And so by being able to be in Web3 and having community that's incredible and being able to be my own, um, have my own thoughts and being able to speak about them and being able to be um, immersed in a space where there's a lot of like-minded people that, you know, to your point, you know, that, that libertarian side or that wherever you fall on any side, I, it's absolutely great and fine. Uh, but being able to own your own identity and, and be who you want to be is really attractive thing to Web3, uh, for me anyways. And so I got into it because I saw the potential um, and I've actually, I Women in Crypto Global, we have a headquarters inside of a metaverse already. And we've been in the metaverse for, we've been in the metaverse for almost a year now. And so we've been in it before even Meta came out and said they were changing their name to Meta. So in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, like talk about being early. I beat Zuckerberg to the punch, you know? And so that's something to me that is like really really cool and like that and i just think that you kind of for me it was validation that what i'm doing what i'm putting my heart and soul into was the right move when when all of a sudden the shift in the world is changing and i'm already there you know what i mean and and being right. early like and we're still so early i mean so so early it's unbelievable so i think that like I'm so excited about it, and the project that my my metaverse is in, it will be going live at the end of the year. It's an alpha right now, and it's amazing. And there is there's so much opportunity within that metaverse. And I can touch on what I consider to be a metaverse, and we can have an open discussion. I'd love to hear that as well. And I'm just yeah. super excited to be there, and, and I think it's so I think it's so cool. But I don't. But I also don't think that. It's a natural move. It's it, it's a natural move to just say, okay, I'm going to go to the metaverse. Like I just think that there, you have to understand or under, or know what the, what the metaverse means to you and what you expect to get out of it or what you expect it to be. Because, like I said before, people have um, different ideas of what they consider the metaverse, and so right. I'm super happy to explain my position on it and and, mm-hmm. and go from there.
0: Yeah, we could, you know, uh, yeah, it's funny. We just, we recently, at Lunum recently celebrated our one-year-old birthday. We had, like, a little party in the metaverse, and it was Yay. just, it was just ridiculously cool. It was, it, uh, I mean, because a lot of us, you know, we, we're from, I think we have uh, uh, team members in every continent, with the exception of, like, uh, Antarctica or something, and, um, and so it was really cool to have, to be in, I would say the same physical space even though it's not physical but it feels physical and that was just it was just such an experience you know and it's like and once you sort to of experience that you uh, it, it's something that you know, changes your whole mindset uh, about what the future could be and what your future remote work and stuff like that is uh, is going. But you mentioned your women in crypto movement, so let's talk about that a bit. And then you know, love to you know, we can jump into the metaverse after that. But I'd love to learn more about your you know your movement uh, because this is this is, this is interesting, to us, right? So yeah, women in yeah. crypto. Tell us
1: more. So, like I said, uh, women in crypto started out of necessity that's something that I say every single day because like I, uh, there was just no women in this space that I could go to and say, you know, I feel I was in, okay, I'm going to, I'll give you guys this, I'll lay it out for you. So I'll tell you what happened. I don't, we're all, we're in the, we're in the circle of trust here. So um, when I was involved in a project and I was, I was in the Telegram. I was on the VC. I was I was doing my part, you know, being part of the community, involved, uh, which is very, very, very Web three, right? Very, very crypto. And I went away for a week, and I I unplugged, and that's absolutely acceptable. You're allowed to unplug. And I, when I came back, and I got into the the Telegram. I stumbled, I went back a little bit to read some messages that I missed and I stumbled upon someone had posted a photo that they found of me online in a bikini. And I was like, this is so weird. Like, why am I, why is my photo on, I got, first of all, I'm docs. You guys all can see what I look like. My, I've got multiple pictures on my Twitter, whatever you can find me. I'm Find, findable. Um, but I still, when I saw a photo of myself in a bikini, and then I saw negative comments, positive comments, sideways, com- whatever, it, it didn't matter. Um, it wasn't up for discussion for me. I went to the project owner and I said, This is what's happening. And as a large investor or any investor, I want you to treat me. You know the same way that you would treat the janitor or the CEO. I, I'm I'm nobody special. I'm you know I'm an investor, but it doesn't mean that I'm okay with people posting photos of me in a bikini or or talking negatively about me, whether or not or talking anyway about me. I don't care if you like it or not. It's not up for discussion. My my I'm an educated woman. I've got big goals, and nothing. It doesn't matter how I look. And so the project owner simply didn't really care about it too much. and was like, oh, well, that's not cool. And like, that was basically, it was not a good conversation. And then they banned me from the group. Wow. So they, yeah, they banned me from the group. And then I asked to come back because I was an investor and I wasn't going to sell, right. Because I, I was a long-term holder and I was not, and to this day, I'm still holding a bag of that and i hadn't still not able to access wow. the telegram. and so that was why women in crypto you know started and that's that's the real that's the real story on that. and you know when i talk about it, you know i definitely know that i'm not alone as a woman that's dealt with this. and so i was like this needs to change and we need to have a place that we can talk about our feelings and what and what we're dealing with cuz we're humans, right? we're humans and we don't That's unacceptable behavior, especially, you know, when you're in a space where you're dealing with financial assets and you're trying to make a difference in your life and then you have to go ahead and you have to defend yourself or you have to feel embarrassed or whatever it is. That's just not, that's not web three mentality right there, right? So that is something that um, I needed to, I felt in my heart that I needed to create a place that if anybody ever wanted to join, they could. And when I, I created the group, uh, I created the group June 14th of 2021. And within the first two, un- within the first week, we had 500 members. And wow, that is, yeah. So the necessity for that was was vast. And so what we're doing now, and I say we, because we are a community, but I am bootstrapped. I am the solo the founder of this space and I work my butt off to create something uh, for these gals. And so um, right now the community is, is lovely. We're not technically a project because I do not utilize the space to monetize the women. I use it as a community and I build value that way. Um, now I will say I am building something that in the future, anybody, women or man, doesn't matter, will be able to be part of. And it's not going to be my own crypto and it's not going to be an NFT project. It's going to be more of a way to segue the web to amazing humans that want to come into our space, web three, um, and, and do it on an easier way. And so that's what I'm working on right now. And so I have a lot of, a lot of things cooking up and, you know, I absolutely it would love to when I when I am prepared to explain it at a further uh, when I'm closer to launching uh, my I guess it's considered just a project because it, it is uh, I'm working on something. Um, I am happy to share that. But I just, you know, I'm keeping it close right now because right. I like to work in silence. You know, I like to work in silence and I don't like to say I don't like to give um, promises that I can't keep, you know, if I need an extra month or six weeks or, you know, my developer needs this or that, I I just, I don't want to give a hard and fast deadline, but things are being worked on like every single day. And so we're working in general of just bridging the gap, bridging the gap in a place that is going to be moving away from the Facebook model and, being able to be the place where anybody can be part of the women in crypto global movement and women in crypto. It's not a place that men aren't that, that men are shunned away from at all. Um, The reason I have a group on Facebook and it is a private group for women is because when I started that group on Facebook, that was the idea. I did not know it was going to blow up the way it did. And I do understand that, you know, pivoting to a space where anybody can join, but by maintaining the name that I feel very passionate about is going to bring a lot of humans together that have similar ideas and respect for each other and want to support everybody in the space. And so that's something that I just feel super passionate about. And even lately there's been, I don't know if you guys have seen it on Twitter on crypto twitter there's been a lot in the past and maybe it's the bear market and people are kind of frustrated i'm not i haven't really pinpointed pointed it um but there's been a lot of misogyny going around with women or towards women who especially use their own photos as their pfps instead of an nft for instance and mm. i yeah and and this is something that i was so surprised to see because i had seen a narrative change In uh, I guess it was probably I don't know how long it was. It was in the past two months or so. I've seen a downturn in the growth that I had seen. The positive change of the respect factor for women in the space. I've seen it. I've seen it uh, diminish a little bit, and that totally bums me out. And so. Like I'm just sticking to my guns, and I am backing the the women in the space. You know, and and I'm such a mama bear that I just you know make sure that they know that they're they do have a support system, whether or, whether or not they know it that like they they do have that. Uh, but moving forward, I do we do love the men in the space. There's so many amazing men in the space that support the women in and the onboarding of women and making sure they're doing they're getting the right support and the right network. And I love all those men. And I've had the, some incredible conversations with allies in of men with women in crypto that I just always like to make sure people understand what I'm doing is not about preventing men from being around. It's that right. women need a spot to proverbially hang their handbag. And and, and that's okay. And it may not always look like that for what I'm doing. But that is when it when it when it's there for when it's needed, like the Facebook groups never going to go away. I'm just adding to my own platform. And so I think that it's just very important that I make the statement that Yes, I am the founder of women in crypto, but it is nothing against the beautiful and amazing men who have shown nothing but love to the women in the space.
0: Sure, you know um it it doesn't surprise me that uh, the instances of uh, misogyny is increasing. I think it's a, it's a product of the bear market, and whenever money sort of gets thin is when people start looking around and going, like, are you supposed to really be here?" You know, and this is this has happened like throughout history and in, like, in every industry in every country. And it's kind of why, you know, whenever the economy, the economy goes bad, you know, minorities uh, tar- start seeing that uh, and, and that hate directed towards them uh, like first. And and I think that that is going to change very quickly when the market changes. So it's just I think it's a product of the market, unfortunately. But I think that that would happen. And not just again, not just with women, but with like minorities um in general that you know, it's like Thomas um it's like that quote, uh, nasty brutish and, and short, you know, uh, uh Thomas Hobbes is a
1: quote yep. in
0: Leviathan. And that yep, that's yep. that's sort of how people end up becoming when, you know, things money starts getting thin. Um but but going back to what you said earlier i mean it's shocking it's really shocking to me that that something like that would happen and and the admin and the you know the management wouldn't take a massively firm stance, and i mean that it's not just the event happening, but it's also sort of the the double whammy of their their the the lack of seriousness that the management appeared to sort of take that situation, you know
1: yeah, um, and this wasn't management, this was the actual owner of the project like wow. this was the this was somebody that I had direct contact with, like you know, phone number in my phone, like was able to Maybe. reach out to, and 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 it was extremely disappointing. And you know, after I left, I received a ton of me- after I was removed from the group, I received a ton of amazing messages from every from a- from you know fifty hundred different people, men and women alike, saying. Right. We, we don't support that type of behavior. Um, you know, we, we really value what you brought to the community, you know, just being around. i um, sorry you went through that. And actually quite a few of them left the project because of that. And that was never As my it should. intent, right? Right. But that was never my intent. I'm not here to mm-hmm. hurt anybody and make sure that I'm not, I'm not putting my foot down and saying, oh, this happened, So you need to leave because it happened to me. Like never. I, I I want everybody to win, but I. Know but I think
0: it wins. does. Say, it does say something about company ethics in general, right? I mean, it, oh, it's like you only you only know your uh, the the nature of a company sort of when it starts evolving, and 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 if that's the sort of uh, the attitude from the top, then that's not not a company that most people want to be associated with. So it's just it's just a product of you know what that tells you. About the company in general. By the way, something similar happened to uh, Mary Komachi, who's like the CEO of Holochain, where you know somebody sent—I released a bunch of private pictures uh, of her and things like that—and was a massive. Uh, it hurt their token for a while. I think now they're, they're doing well. I mean, it's 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 a great company. Holochain is a, is a fantastic company. It's and 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 she does some great work. So it's it's really unfortunate when people start you know bringing in like personal things and publishing personal information that they have you know no business publishing but yeah let's, I just, let's move on
1: right. a bit so go ahead. okay i was just saying no no go ahead. See the value in that so i you know value sure it just it, it makes it makes people look really bad i'm sorry it makes you look and if you're going to utilize something uh, you know a photo or a piece of information that i told you in confidence because you want to use it against me or whatever mm. you want to do i just think it's that's grabbing the low-hanging fruit and i think that right. we as humans can do so much better
0: yeah, this is why, I right, I never take pictures in bikinis, uh, particularly for this reason. But, <laughs> and you but know
1: anyway. what, I haven't, I haven't stopped taking pictures in, in bikinis, and I won't, because I am, you know what I mean? Like, this is not going to get right. me down. I am who I am, and, you know, you, I don't, you don't have to love me at all. Like, I, I'm not for everybody, and I fully understand that, but, like, I am always going to be who I am, on and off crypto twitter off a podcast off a tv show you've seen anything i am the same person through and through because i can gotta keep it real having well yeah can you imagine having to like act or like be turned or turn on to do something like no like i'm still a human so my days i always have great you know great days or i i'm still i'm just a regular person but i also demand respect as a human like mutual respect i will give it as i get it and so that's something that i think is it's like silly to even bring it up, but I think that it's very important to remember. Like, you do not have to accept that someone's treating you a certain way. You can remove yourself from the situation, and you can stand up for yourself. And you don't have to. And worry then they out. have to deal
0: with the consequences of that as well. Uh, and, exactly. and and they should. So for sure. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, you absolutely. know, I'm glad that a lot of people left. But anyways, uh, let's let's. So you're talking about, you know, you say going global. What are some of the most interesting spaces you've seen? Uh, the community developing. so in terms of areas and and industries and things like that uh, from a women in crypto perspective
1: yeah we have women from oh my goodness all all corners of the world um there's actually and i'm not sure if this this isn't a third world um country uh but we we have a really big presence in australia which i which is really awesome because Australia is just now getting noticed for their involvement in crypto web three in the metaverse and they've been around and it's, it's, you know, I think it's amazing because I have so many people that I know and that I work with and that I, that I have relationships with that are in Australia. And so that's a, that's a really, there's a, a a good, a good community of my uh, gals that are down in Australia, which I think is so cool. Um, also South America, various locations within South America, um, Africa as well. And then in Europe, I have a lot of, I have a lot of women spread out throughout Europe. And I, I, I will say the majority of the women are in the U.S. Uh, but there are, there. I mean, we have Asian community. We have a lot of different women from different locations. It's just, su- it's super cool to, to say, you know, one is, you know, something over the other. I don't have an opinion on that. Um, I will say that they all bring a a different perspective and a different, Mm -hmm. different goals. And I think that's really special to kind of see that.
0: So I'm always interested in sort of like, I I hear a lot of, you know, these inspirational stories, um, you mentioned all these, all these countries. Do you have, do you by any chance have any like uh, stories that you'd like to share about any, anybody in particular that, you know, might be inspiring to other, other people, women, uh, people in the web three space in general, perhaps.
1: Yeah, I have yeah, we sell we celebrate things in my space. So, you know, I people will come to me and they'll share something really really cool. And I'll say, "Oh my goodness, can if you're comfortable, can you write up a little thing and, you know, share with the group or can I on your behalf, you know, not give your name out but, you know, share that share your accomplishment or your your moment." And a lot of people say yes. And you know, they want to be they they don't want to be um they want to be anonymous, which is perfectly fine. But what I will say is that over the bull run, we had our first, let's see how many, I well, we, we had a couple of millionaire status hit in there. And it was a really, really big deal. It was It was gals that have been in the space for a while who were dollar cost averaging for the past however long they've been doing it. And we're able to hit millionaire status and actually, you know, take and actually cash out and not, you know, and not leave money on the table. And it was one of those life changing. Wow. Yeah. So that was really, really, really cool. Like in that. And there was a couple of those, actually.
0: And, and- which countries were these at? Were these at in, in developed nations? I'm just curious because, you know, a million dollars in Africa goes, goes a long way.
1: Yeah, no. This was actually there. There was one in Canada, and there was one in the U.S. And so, oh. and 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 that may go back to um, to just the group having more people, so the demographics, you know, just how it works sure. out. Um, so, you know, as we grow, I'm certain. I'm certain there's going to be a lot more um, uh, global stories that I'll be able to share, um, and and a lot of women were getting into the crypto space last year during the bull run uh, leading up to the bull run. And a lot of them uh, did not take profits because they were so new. They were, you know, they were, they were waiting for it to keep going up. Right. Of course. And so they learned lessons, but you know, we talk about holding cause you don't lose until you sell. Right. And you, you know, make it, if you missed your, your exit strategy cause you didn't have one or you weren't prepared. Like you're, everyone's preparing now, and they're doubling down on their education and understanding how they can be uh, the most effective for their goals in the bull run that is, you know, going to be coming. And so there's, so I'm super excited to see the second round of the women that have been following their plans and you know the success stories that come out of you know the Philippines where I have gals and um right you know just countries like that where that a a life-changing sum of money is subjective and so right that is something that whatever it is to them whatever their success is um whatever they share it with me like we celebrate and you know i don't ever ask how much money you made or or what token you did like i that those are things they can share with me if they want to uh, but I certainly am not, you know, I'm I'm not asking questions uh, for their respect, and I, I certainly right. think that they, you know, it's it's just it's you need to celebrate these things with with your communities so that people in the, the who are in the community know that it's actually possible if they stay the course, and so it, it, it and it absolutely is possible.
0: You know, I so I used to write um, uh, like financial content for some of these banks, uh, like the large banks, and there was a there was a thing that I that I wrote about like financial literacy, and it's interesting because in India, the um, financial literacy is growing among women much much faster than it grows is growing among men. Um, but uh, I see that prom-
1: every
0: day. yeah, it's 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 just fascinating, right? And and the problem about like so, I'm really passionate about. You know, financial inclusion uh, through blockchain and blockchain and cryptocurrency being a, a means of financial inclusion. But it's interesting that a lot of these countries where you need financial inclusion, so the countries, I think China, India, Pakistan, like these uh, South Asia, South Asian countries, Bitcoin and crypto is practically banned or highly restricted in all these countries. So, I mean, despite that, uh, financial literacy is still growing. I'm just curious, like, I I'd, I'd just love to see what would happen if these restrictions, like regulatory restrictions were lifted in these countries in South Asia, how that would affect, you know, uh, uh, how that would sort of, that piece of information and the fact that, you know, financial literacy is very among women, how that would translate to, you know, cryptocurrency trading, for example, or people you know saving saving funds, transferring funds like without any fees because this is a big like um, particularly in the in, in um, um, among people uh, uh, that, that 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 have financial trouble like transfer money transfer fees things these are like enormous issues with them because they're sending money back you know they're sending mm-hmm. money from the Absolutely. cities to the to the tier three cities and so on and so Absolutely. these are things that you know crypto can really help and I just I really hope that that. I don't know. I'd be interested to see how that, that evolves. But but going back to what you were saying, I know you mentioned the metaverse, and that's, you know, a topic that's still to hard. So let's let's chat about that a bit. Uh you said you'd like to talk about kind of what um what you saw as a metaverse and how that how you would define a metaverse. And I'm curious to know what that what that definition yeah, would be.
1: No, uh, yeah, absolutely. So the way I look at metaverse is and this and I wanna preface this by saying before I the my partner, one of my partners, created their or started their metaverse. Um, I was already a holder of this token, and they were not a metaverse token. And so it, they pivoted, and they had, and then later on down the line, when they saw what I was doing, they reached out for, and we developed a beautiful partnership. And they're creating yeah, the. I think they're calling. I think it's called. I think they're calling it the largest 4K open metaverse, like ever. And they are creating what I consider to be what I relate to as metaverse, meaning a digital representation of the physical world. So that to me is what uh-huh. I consider a metaverse. That's like through and through metaverse to me. <laughs> um, go ahead.
0: No, I'm just curious if you feel that that's limiting, right? Because, like, I like I have thought about this, uh, uh, like, like a lot in terms of, like, should the metaverse be, like you said, a digital representation of of the Earth as we see it here, or is it an opportunity to do something completely different and have like strange new worlds and you know sort of create your own uh, idea of what the world might be? But yeah, I'd love to start if of, like that's interesting. I'd love to sort of talk about. Yeah,
1: that. yeah, absolutely, and yes, I do because the. And I'm going to speak in specifics because I don't have a lot of intel on other metaverse projects because I am involved and my headquarters is inside of one and and I'm an investor and that's where I've learned the majority of this. So obviously what I'm saying um, is my own opinion and uh, absolutely up for education to be brought to me about other things that I don't know and I'm not claiming to be the expert. So I just want to put that out there um, on metaverse. But uh, the meta, what I love about the metaverse that I am involved in is that it is they're creating an actual economy in there. And what I love about it is, is if you bought, uh, I'll give a real life example, very real life example. If you bought a gold plot of land in this metaverse, you are able to start a business on this gold plot of land. And once the metaverse gets closer to launching, there's going to be business licenses that are going to be issued in the correct way for people that are going to be doing this. And this is able to provide that, as I said before, the physical representation, or I'm sorry, the digital representation of the physical world inside a place. So if I'm walking around the metaverse and I, if I'm a gamer, which I'm not by nature a gamer, but I'm I'm trying to be open to it. My son is, and, and he thinks it's really cool. Um, the ga- There's a gaming aspect to this metaverse as well. So there's play to earn where people from all over the world can go in and they can play to earn and they can make money doing this, right? For their And they can cash out and they can make money, maybe more money than they would be able to um, in, the, in a third world country for less work. There's a lot of opportunity. But in addition you're able to have a business on the metaverse that you're walking around and you're going to go over here. And there's, you know uh, you know, for instance, my brother-in-law owns a beard oil company. And he may have a location in the metaverse where you can go grab your beard oil and it just gets shipped to your house. And so it's like you're shopping, right? Online shopping. Nice. All, okay. All inclusive right there. And then you can go over to women in crypto and you can, you know, have a a happy hour, you know, and there's a thing going on over here. And that's, and that's awesome. But on on the other side, you're riding around in this metaverse on dragons and you're, there's gameplay involved and it's exciting because you can catch things as you're doing anything inside there, as you're going from place to place. Um, There's, in addition to that, they have had these insane partnerships that have come on that are hosting like e-sports competitions inside the metaverse and concerts in the metaverse and really in just immersing the, giving the opportunity to immerse anybody who wants to be part of it, the uh, the opportunity to be part of it. And so it, you know, it I think it's so cool because it's just not cut and dry. And so there's the ability to create the economy inside of the metaverse and, and everybody being able to have a business in there and not everybody, but anybody who has that, those plots of land, which there's lots of them by the way, and being able to do, do it in a way that's non-traditional, but what I think in my mind seems to make a lot of sense. And, you know, hopefully it it meets the expectations of the developers and everybody, but so far it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful project. that is what I think a metaverse is. When you can kind of encompass all of the things that make it a, you know, an economy, a uh, community, a game, a fun, and a cool place to spend time and kind of get away from the, you know, the, the normal day to day. It's not going to be a place where you're going to sit with the VR glasses on. It is a downloadable game. And so you don't have to have that go. You don't need to do that. I would never be able to personally sit here with VR glasses on all day. That wouldn't work for my lifestyle. So I would not spend probably as much time in one that, you know, had that as an only option. Um, I like the downloadable game. Um, I did hear that there is, there was a conversation about moving to console. I don't know anything more than that. I don't know with who or if it's even happening. I just, I heard it. Um, but, you know, being able to have e- access to these games easily, I think is kind of a game changer, because it's not just a game. It's a game added to this, added to that, and it's this, and, you know, it's it's amazing. So that is my metaverse.
0: Experience. Yeah, I mean, if you're yeah, – so so, is is this one of those – a game where, like, it takes, like, a couple hours, like, you can fly from one end of the wood to the other in a couple hours on a dragon?
1: Um, I don't know if it's like the world, but like there's four regions in the in the mm-hmm. in the in the in the metaverse. And so, so I
0: think I know I which one you're referring to. Uh, I have uh, I advise a company called Reveal and um, Adam yeah, and Mo, yeah. the founders. Yeah. yeah. So they they were talking about it the other day. As a matter of fact, I had them. We had them on the Twitter Spaces a, la- a couple of times ago, uh, and that d- we we discussed uh, flat flag around on dragons in particular. And of course, that's one of those things that sticks in your head. So, yeah, um, that's, yeah, I, I, that's yeah, cool. That's what a small true. world, right? Like, I, yeah, I've been more big fans of that. I know that because they sent me a video as well. Um, have that here somewhere on my. Floor. I was actually just trying to bring it up, but couldn't find it. But yeah, yeah very was cool. Very on, cool. I was on
1: Go reveals. Um, I was on reveals space last week. They hosted oh, that's last right. week, and so oh, that's so, right. um, I, I I imagine um, that they either. That found me through that project or whatever. Who knows, right? Just the
0: uh, makes sense. I was on this. Yeah, I was on this space the week before that. By the way, it's, it's a tiny <laughs> word, right? How about awesome, that? Awesome. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess. So, so, are you? Do you have a? Um, do you have an avatar in there? And do you do? or do you have like a Ready Player One avatar? Like, because you know, i heard recently that uh, Ready Player One. Is it create an API for sort of shared avatars? But I'm also curious about, uh, and I know this is like a two part question, but I'm also curious about your thoughts. Recently, it came out that Decentraland had only like 35 active users just a couple of days ago. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that that's accurate? And, you, and what do you think that that means? To, or does that mean anything?
1: Um, okay, so the first question was about my avatar, and you mean ready, ready player me, right? Right.
0: Yeah, that's what I meant, ready player
1: me. Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. so uh, Ready Player Me, uh, yeah, we. I have an avatar. Um, it's it's not going to be my forever one, you know, because it is an alpha. There's, it's it's just not what's going to be what I'm going to be using. But yeah, I think it's really cool. Um, I also have um, I have an um, an, an NFT that um I may be able to utilize within that space. Um, as from what I understand, and I could be wrong. That it could change. Um, that you could use um, different NFTs to that are like on this open metaverse within there, and bring another NFT in there. So uh, I don't have an official avatar created, like a total one, but yes, I have used Ready Player Me. It's very cool, um, very interesting to be able to just change up things and try, like try to find that digital representation of yourself. It's 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 fun. Um, and then your second question, um, about the 35, I think it was 38 users I saw, um, in, um, I read that article and, you know, I, I, I guess we're early, (laughs) we're early. And I think that it's going to take some time for people to understand, or even get to the right place to be in the metaverse, and the adoption has to happen at some point. I mean, I think it. I think it's imminent, and I think that there is not going to be just one that people go into. Right, so it's not like it's all or nothing. So I did. I understand the concern about the the, the lack of number. Um, I do remember reading in the article that there was some numbers that, I'm tr- there was some number, there was a number that they they had talked about um, where there was like in the thousands. And I still was like, that seems very, very low for a live, you know, a live right. game. Um, and so I think that people need to, go there, they need a reason to go there, right? Like, they want to they want to check it out, that's cool, and you can walk around and, and do whatever, but, like, if you're not, if that doesn't keep you in there, then they're going to leave, you know? They're going to stick around for 10 minutes and be like, okay, this is cool. If they're not, you know, gamers, or if it's not, right. if, if there's not a game that they want to play, like, why would they stay in there? Um, I don't think that, I think that when you, I think I look at it when I look at the other one that I'm involved in. And I don't know if I can say the name on it for the respect of the space. I won't, Um, but it's, I think it's in my profile. There's somewhere in there. um,
0: I guess you could shout it out.
1: Um, Okay. Well, it's called TCG World. And TCG World, yeah, TCG World. I think about what they're doing. And so when I think about, people like retention, right? People staying in for periods of time and coming back. Um, I think TCG world is doing something that is different than, you know, a, a different metaverse. That's just a game that's, you know, and then and maybe hosts an event where that draws you to the space. Um, Their the TCG world is doing is, is having this metaverse as I spoke about where there's actual, you know, an economy being built inside of it and inside of that there's so much there there is going to be so much to do that exploring the world in general is going to take time and understanding and uh they're going to have you know events as well and there's there's so many events that are already planned and things happening on a regular basis i think people for that specific metaverse um from what I understand, people that I speak with on a regular basis that are part of the project and who are not part of the project, uh, when we talk about what you can do inside there, they get excited because they go, oh wow, I can do all these things. And while I'm doing it, I can like play to earn and I can, it makes sense for me to be in here. And that, so it's it's, to me, they're like two separate entities. So like the other one that we're talking about with the less users, I just think if there was more going on in there, Maybe they wouldn't have. Maybe there would be uh, a greater, uh, you know, greater usage. I, I don't know. I don't know the nuance of what you know was going on at that moment. You know, but, and we could also go back to the bear market where people are still figuring out, or not even, not even thinking about crypto. Right now, right, they're just like staying away from everything, investing. Right, like everything, and and, and not people, and people are like people who who are not investing in anything. Uh, unless they were interested in crypto before the bear market started, they're not looking to find out how they can now invest when the markets are scary. Right. Um, although it's a lovely time to invest because we everything's on super sale. Um, but <laughs> I will say, I, I will say that it's it's just so weird get- That what's that?
0: I says we're riskier to invest uh, in this market, though, because because oh, you know exactly. a lot of these companies are just not going to recover. I mean, we've seen oh. this in every bear market, right? So it's like everybody's sort of waiting to see, you know, how this all shakes out. I mean, some companies that we totally thought would survive, you know, are falling apart, right? Oh, Three right. arrows Capital, for example. I mean, that's is yeah. a red. There's a red notice, uh, Interpol red red letter notice out for their founder which just just madness right now. I mean, not to mention DoQuan and and what's going oh, yeah. on in uh, Korea I mean, there? I mean,
1: and 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 then you you know deal with like the hacks and the and all the the things that are unimaginable when you put your money into something and all of a sudden like you know somebody is a somebody just decides that they are going to be a snake and they're going to do something and and or whatever happens you know that's like the hacker side of it and the right. you know the the other side of it you know when you know when there's over leverage and people lose all their money, then they're whatever the case may be. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a scary time for sure. I think it it absolutely is. But I think that that could be a reason. And I think it is, you know, a, a valid reason, not the entire reason, but I think it's a valid reason why there is not as many users in a space where there's so much money put into it and even in the valuation of the company is in the billions of dollars. I think that it will get there. And I think that maybe they need to look at their model and maybe pivot to like how to attract people there and, and keep them there. Right. Incentivize, Right. So that's something that yeah. there's a, there's, there's, there's time to pivot in it and move forward. So yeah. They'll, they'll probably figure it sure. out.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think we're going to see a lot of innovation over the next few few months, particularly in, in this bear market, which people really going to be focused on building. Uh, but we're coming up to the close of, of, of the hour, so let's, uh, uh, let's, let's go with uh, final thoughts, uh, and then I'm just going to close it up with some announcements, and we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, um, I just I wanted to open the room up for a few minutes. If I have a few extra minutes that I can stay on if anybody just had any questions or wanted clarification or anything on the, what I was speaking on super happy to do that. That's my, my final thought besides that is thank you so much for a very thought-provoking conversation this morning. It was a great way to start my morning. I'm very motivated for the rest of the day and I'm, you know, super excited to continue to build these relationships and speak with like-minded people.
0: No, it's been awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for thank you so much for joining us here and diving into crypto. Uh, yeah, I mean, if uh, anybody has any questions, feel free to put up your hands. Or you can also tweet us uh, your questions either to @aluminuminc to AdLunum Inc or uh, the guest directly. Uh, and you can also uh, do that, uh, you know, uh, in the lead up to the to the next show. Uh, so if anybody has any questions, let's uh, let's give it a minute, um, and then we'll go from there. Okay, I don't see any right now, so please go ahead and, you know, tweet your questions directly to the guest, or at Adlydom Inc, and we'll see uh, that it gets to uh, Jules, and yeah, thank you so much, Jules, uh, uh, for, for, for for being our guest today, it's, it's been a pleasure, and I uh, hope to speak to you soon again.
1: Yeah, absolutely, thank you so much. I Like I said before, it's a lovely way to start my day, having a, a good conversation that is leads in a positive space and um, yeah, thanks so much. And yeah, I'm definitely available to have chats and with productive conversations with anybody regarding you know, the things we talked about today. And-
0: awesome. Thank you everybody uh, for joining and we'll see you next time uh, uh, on diving into crypto. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of diving into crypto proudly hosted by Ad Lunam. The first engaged-to-earn platform with a proof-of-attention model and dynamic NFT investor
1: profiles.